Father God, we come to you again this day, Lord God, on bending knees, recognizing that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, right now, we're just praying that you would show yourself, Lord God, that you would just demonstrate your power, that you would demonstrate your love tonight, Lord God, on this line. Father, we pray that you would dispatch your angels, Lord God, to everyone that's on this line, Lord God, and minister to them, Lord God. Father God, we realize that we've been wandering in the wilderness for too long, Lord God. And, Father, tonight we're just praying that you would set us all free, Lord God. Set the ones free, Lord God, that needs to be free. Someone needs to hear this word, Lord. But, Father, we're just praying that you let your Holy Spirit just rain down on us, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord God. Father, we're just praying that we would, that we would put our hearts in the right place, Lord God. Father God, this prayer and all of the prayers we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. This is Pastor Frazier. I was thanking God for this opportunity once again to come before his people. And thanking Apostle Joanne for giving me this opportunity to minister tonight. Uh I do have a word uh, for everyone tonight. I do have a word for, for someone tonight, I should say. Uh, and we're praying that you would prepare your hearts for this. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how long the message is going to be. It may be short. It may be long. Sorry, Apostle. <laughs> but I'm doing as God says to do. But uh, for those of you who have your Bibles, uh, I'm going to give the, uh, uh, the scriptures that I may be talking, speaking a little bit on tonight as well. You're going to hear uh, from Luke, the 18th chapter, the 18th through the 23rd verse, Genesis, the first chapter, the 26th verse, uh, you will be hearing uh, probably from Luke, the fourth chapter, and the 18th verse, Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, the fifth verse, and Psalms 119, the second verse. Uh, I, I Somewhere in my message, I will be mentioning some of these scriptures here, and uh, God may even add more as as we go through the message for tonight. And with sincere heart, my goal tonight is to encourage someone to minister to someone because I realize that we, sometimes we, we're wandering in the wilderness for so long that we're, we're looking for that breakthrough. And that breakthrough is right there. It's just that we have to position our hearts to receive that breakthrough. 
Uh, but our scripture tonight, where I'm going to come from first, is going to be Luke, the eighth, 18th chapter. Let me make sure I'm correct on that. Uh, yes, Luke, the 18th chapter, starting at the 18th verse. A certain ruler asked him, saying, God, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandment, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these things I kept from my youth. Now, Jesus, now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, You lackest thou one thing. I'm going to say that again. He said, You lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. If I may use for a thought tonight, it would be your whole heart got to be in it. Your whole heart got to be in it. I think that is uh, that we would have to understand who we are, first of all. Because the Bible says that in the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the seas. But the part of that, that scripture I want to say, uh, uh, talk about is that God said, let us make man in our image. And the thing about it is that the image that God is talking about, he's talking about spirit. He's not talking about our fleshly bodies. He's talking about making man in his image according to the spirit. Because the Bible says that, that God is spirit, and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the thing about it is that, that when God made man and he blew the breath of life in him, man was one with God. Man and God understood each other. Man understood the thoughts of God. Man understood what God wanted. But then at the same time, when, 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 when God put Adam to sleep and, and, and pulled Eve out of his rib that God had already gave Adam commandments that, that you may eat anything in, in the midst of this garden, but, I mean anything in the garden, but, but in the midst of the garden, do not eat from this tree. And when Eve came and, and, and she was deceived and her and Adam ate, that fruit, that was the fall of man. The connection that man had with God was severed, that man did not 
had that, that, that love or that understanding that God had given him from the beginning because now he still had that fleshly body, but a spirit was not connected with God anymore. And then the thing about it is that, see, when, when Adam did that, he understood the difference between right and wrong, good and evil. And the thing about it is that, that as we, we as, hold on, we as believers, we're trying to get back in that oneness with God get back to the same place where Adam was from the beginning. When we even think of this even more, that when Satan came and deceived them, their hearts were changed. And God saw that now that, that man's heart has been changed and his understanding has been changed, that, that he see that men's heart was evil because they were not after the things of God anymore. I, uh, I heard this story once about uh, a Christian asked this teenager, said, do you trust in your heart? Do you have faith in your heart? Do you believe in your heart? He said, yes, yes, I, I, I do, I do. You know, and, and he said that, uh, uh, so do you think that you're a good person? He said, yes, I, I think I'm a good person. So he asked him a question. He said, uh, have you ever lied before? He said, yes. He said, have you ever stole before? He said, yes. Have you ever fornicated before? He said, yes. And, and, and the thing about it is that as he was answering these questions, the tear was rolling up in his eyes is because that he realized that no matter all that he has done, have done, he failed God. He was not stacking up to where God wanted him to be. And see, we, we, we have to understand that we cannot trust in our own hearts because the Bible says that lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways. Because, see, our heart as, as, as men and, and women of God, that, that we are wicked. Our thoughts is not like God's thoughts. Our thoughts is, is like filthy rags before God. So the thing about it is that we've got to understand that God is the one who had created us. God was the one who 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 who, who put the breath of life in us. We cannot create ourselves. We cannot do that. It all came from God. And see, God realized that he was, he had to bring man back to where he wanted him to be. And that's when Jesus Christ was born. He came on this earth and he even went before in the synagogues, and he read the scripture, said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, 
and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. See, this is one thing we have to understand, uh, uh, women of God and men of God, that, that God loves us. He loved us from the beginning. He loves us now. And the, and, and the thing about it is that when, when God said that, that he created hell, he did not create hell for men and women. He created hell for Satan. And Satan would like for us to believe that that is our home, but that is not our home. Our home is to be with God. Now, when Jesus Christ came, the Bible said that, that he came and he shed his blood. He died for our sins. And see, the thing about it is that what we have to understand is that when Jesus Christ died for our sins, what he did was that being that we are so wicked, being that we were so filthy before God, that now when God, see, when God looks at us, he does not see us, but he sees Jesus. God said, I, I love the world. I love men so much. I love y'all so much. I love everyone so much that I'm going to send my only son to die for your sins. The only thing we have to do is that keep his commandment. Jesus Christ said that if you love the Lord thy God, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself, you have or you will fulfill the whole commandment. Now, there's something about love that we have to grab hold to. See, many scholars, they would, they would search the Bible, they would study the Word, and they would not find really the resolution or the answer to their problems. But if we search and seek God with our whole heart, we can find that answer. See, the Bible says that in Psalms 119 and 2, blessed are they that keep his testimony and seek, and that seek him with their whole heart. What I'm trying to tell you is that your heart got to be in it. Your whole heart got to be in it. There's no wavering. And see, I'm, I'm going to give you a good example. See, Paul. His name was Saul but, but but he was one that persecuted the church. He was one that persecuted the church. He would go out and kill them and toss them into prison. But when he came in contact with Jesus, when he came in contact with Jesus, he humbled him. And then Paul, uh, Saul, his name became Paul, and, and every time Paul would remember so that I am the least of all saints. 
because I persecuted the church. But see, the thing about it is that when Paul had that conversion, that conversion was not of the mind. That conversion was not of the body. But that conversion was of his heart. Instantly, the way that he used to think, he didn't think anymore. The things he used to do, he didn't do anymore. And that's how we are. When we come in contact, we will never be the same. Our hearts will change. Our minds will change. The things we used to do, we would not do them anymore. The thoughts we used to have, we would not think them anymore. And see, what we have is that sometimes we have a problem with submitting, giving our whole hearts to him. I heard of another story. that it was this gentleman that was being sentenced for murder. And the judge gave the family the opportunity to speak to him, tell them what they, what they thought, what was on their mind, what was in their heart. The mother got up and said that, you deserve everything that you got. Everything that you did to my daughter, you deserve that. Everything that you, that you have done to her, you deserve the death penalty. And I hope that you burn in hell. The sister got up. She said that, I hate you. I hate you for what you have done. The father got up said that. Everyone in this room is angry with you. But I just want to tell you one thing. God said that I must forgive you. And I'm going to forgive you. I forgive you of everything that you have done to my child. And what I'm trying to say here church is that we got to serve God with our whole hearts because if we're going to waver, we don't have our whole heart in it. If, we, if we're going to have, if we're going to follow our impulse and say something or do something, we don't have our whole heart in it. This is the truth tonight. Our whole heart got to love God. We got to seek God with our whole heart because God said, vengeance is mine. I know it might be hard as that man stood up in that courtroom and looked over at that killer and said, I forgive you for what you've done. Even though my heart was broken, I forgive you for what you have done. We got to do the same thing. We got to have that heart. I know you're going to say that, but uh, I, I can't. That is that flesh rising up. See, what we have to understand is this, that when 
we're serving God. We've got to put everything in. We said we trust him. We've got to walk in that trust. We said we have faith in him. We've got to walk in that faith. Now, I understand that, 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 that yes, thoughts are going to come to your mind. Now, I'm going to try and explain this a little bit is because there's a difference between Satan speaking to you and you having a thought of your own. See, Satan would tell you that, oh, yes, just, just, just go ahead, go ahead. You could just, just try it one more time. Nobody's going to know. That is Satan. But when someone says something or does something to you, and immediately you want to react, that is you. That is you. We got to serve God with our whole heart. Just the same way that, that the lady was said in, in, in that courtroom, she said, I hate you. That's what she felt. That was in her heart. That was her heart. I'm trying to tell you this. If you want to see healing, Search him with your whole heart. If you're seeking deliverance, search him with your whole heart. If you're looking for a miracle, search him with your whole heart. Because I'm trying to tell you, when you search God with your whole heart, you look for him with your whole heart, I promise you, as the breath is in my body, he will answer you. But your whole heart got to be in it. We can't serve God partially. The Bible said in Revelation that, that God prefers us to be uh, hot or cold, not lukewarm, because he will spew us out of his mouth. Either you're going to serve him or you're not going to serve him, but you've got to do it with your whole heart. Because Christ came to set us free from everything that the enemy had done to us. For that sickness, he came to set us free. For the lawyer in the courtroom, he came to set us free. For that mind regulator, he came to set us free. That confusion of mind, he came to set us free. That's what he came to do. But we're walking in the wilderness. We've been in the wilderness too long. We've given the enemy too much. We've given him the reign to run through our lives. We've given him permission. Seek God with all your heart. Your whole heart got to be in it. And the thing about it is that when your whole heart is in it, God will give you rest. Not saying that trials and tribulation will come, won't come, but he'll give you rest. Because in the midst of that trial and that tribulation, you have peace. You have rest, knowing that God is going to take care of you. Your whole heart got to be in it. 
I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but I'm telling you, your whole heart got to be in it. That's all I have for this evening. God bless you.